Welcome to the Defining Leaders podcast. Defining Leaders was founded by the idea that together is better. We started as a virtual community that worked together to help develop and lift each other up, helping to boost one another's careers and make work a better place to be. We wanted to grow that community, so we decided to bring it here. I'm your host, Kristen Gupta, the connector of people. And this is Defining Leaders, where together is better. Welcome to our next series of Defining Leaders. And today's session was on overcoming leadership obstacles. In the last year and a half, our leaders have had to face different and often more obstacles than they've ever had to face before in their career. From a worldwide pandemic that made us wonder if we were going to have jobs tomorrow to a supply chain nightmare for both the supply chain literally getting products in the door to be able to manufacture to a supply chain nightmare for finding talent to fill our open positions and not having enough people. I mean, if anybody's tried to buy a car lately or a house lately or anything that's not in stock at Amazon lately, you know what I'm talking about when it comes to those supply chain issues. So as we think about all of these obstacles that we faced, new, the same, or indifferent, we wanted to talk about how we can better prepare ourselves to overcome some of those obstacles. So today I'm joined by Sarah Deacon and Rich Grobelny. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. And we're going to talk a little bit about this topic and hopefully help some of our listeners with what all of us are facing today, which is just how do we better prepare ourselves for this? So what did you get out of today's Defining Leader session, Sarah, that really spoke to you? Maybe you've helped someone overcome an obstacle. Maybe you face something yourself. Well, what, what came up in our group, um, we were talking a little bit about finding our own way. There was this, um, you know, this sense of I'm looking to everybody else for answers. Um, I'm a solopreneur, so I just work for myself. But finding my own way of running this business um, for the, like all of 2021, it was seeking out a thousand different so-called experts of how to do things, how to show up on social media, how to how to write copy, how to you know present your packages, how to do this, that, or the other thing. And I would take in all of that information and not move on any of it. So, and that's just because it wasn't my way. It was somebody else's way. Even when I hired my coach, it was, it was helpful and it got me closer and it was still a a challenge to translate it to something that would work for me. So that was, that was sort of my, one of my leadership challenges, I guess. And then Again, being able to do that for myself and sort through all that bombardment of information really has helped me to then guide and lead others to do the same and to really remember to check in with myself, check into what I, what works for me, what my strengths are, and then collaborate or connect with people who can fill in the gaps or who can train me on something that I want to learn. Um, and again, just doing that for myself has helped me to support others to, uh, you know, turn down the noise. 
I love that, Sarah. You you speak to my soul when it comes to that because when I was a new mom, I felt this way. And I think a lot of new moms can emulate what you're going through as a solopreneur because everyone wants to give you advice when you're pregnant. Everyone wants to tell you how you do this. And when you've never had this before, you take all this advice, but the advice is also disparate. Like do this and don't do this. And then the very next person says, do this and don't do this. And they're completely opposite pieces of advice. As a new mom, I'm also dealing with two India and US (laughs) who have very different ideas of what's right and what's wrong. And having this expectation that you have to do what everybody is saying crushed me. And as a solopreneur or as a new leader, Or as somebody that's trying to develop themselves, I think a lot of people can find themselves in over information from people that are trying to help. So how how did you overcome that, Sarah? How did you overcome that obstacle and decide what is your way? Well, it it took just sort of a lot of um, personal examination and the waking up to this realization that my way is going to look different than probably every other way out there, but I can take bits and pieces of what I've learned. And, you know, the things that stuck with me, I started picking up and trying on. And it was, it was a lot of play. It was a lot of, let me, let me try this way out and see how it fits. Um, And then again, if I felt like I was failing, which I don't like to use that term, but like, if it wasn't working right, or something was off, then I, then I made an adjustment. And again, I'm not hundred percent bullseye all the time on what I'm doing with my business or what I'm doing personally, but I'm much, much far, like more confident in how I'm showing up, how I'm showing up as my business per, you know, professionally, um, with clients and then personally with, with my family and with my relationships, it's, it just, it's in the pause. It's in that silence of just realizing that I don't need any of that information, like you were talking about as a new parent, I would work with new parents um, in my previous profession. And the first thing I would tell a lot of them, because they would come into the store I would work at and be overwhelmed by all the things you need for babies. And I said, I would say to them, you don't need any of this. Let's go through and pick out what you want. Yeah. So I sort of did the same thing for myself in that process. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing, Sarah, because I I do think a lot of people, when they're on this journey of self-development and professional development, can get lost in this noise, even people within our group. But I think a big part that you learned was that pause, reflect, and feel what feels right to you as well. That's great. Rich, how about you? Talking about overcoming obstacles, what are some obstacles that you've had to overcome or that you've helped people to overcome as well. Um, you know, it's uh, kind of interesting in the conversation. Uh, a lot of things kind of came to mind, you know, being an older person in the workforce, you know, having to keep an open mind on uh, all the different changes and how quickly the changes are coming um, from being in an office environment to a non-office environment uh, on your own, but also realizing because you do get new new management and new leaders and uh, you have, to, you know, everybody's trying to find their own way still in the, in this confusing world that we're in. A lot of information being thrown around. Um, we're all different people and we can we 
absorb that information differently, um, which makes the world go round, of course. And, uh, and I think you have to keep an open mind and um, listen to everybody. You just can't go in with blinders on anymore because that just doesn't work in today's environment. So just trying to be positive and trying to just say, hey, you know, maybe this is a good way to go and things are changing. Maybe I need to look at it differently than I am looking at things or I have looked at things. So that's what I've been getting more out of our conversations. We've been facing a lot of disruption, especially for your generation, Rich, in the last few years where you can't go about things the way you always have done things. But is that inability to resettle in necessarily a bad thing? Or could this be a good thing for us that we are shaken up, that we are forced a little bit to do things differently? Now, at the same time, when we're doing those things differently and when we're reawakening ourselves to that piece as well, how are we going about it? How are we learning these things? Because I think a lot of us put on a pretty big ego hat at some point, right? And decided, I know what I'm doing. I'm comfortable. And therefore we settled or rested on a laurel or stopped growing. And some leaders say, when you stop growing, you stop, stop living, right? So we need to constantly be challenging ourselves. And maybe a biggest silver lining of what we just faced is that now we have to, like we were in survival mode, baby, but now we can't, we can't live on survivor mode anymore. Right. Yeah. I find myself uh, signing up for whatever, uh, you know, webinars are available to, you know, just different things that I would not normally, you know, sign up for just to get a different viewpoint and, you know, kind of open my mind a little bit because I realize I'm not right. And I'm probably, but I have an open mind. So I, I, you know, I'm always open to stuff. So it's, I think education is important. New train of thought out there. Um, Conversations such as this is wonderful. So thank you. I think recognizing that none of us have all the answers and that we need to be in this together as well is important. Sarah. Yeah. I love, I love what you're saying about, you know, just us coming into this season, all of us collectively of, you know, being slammed up against the forced pause. Like we were talking about earlier, we all had to take this pause and take a look and see what, what's working, what's not working. And now we collectively are shifting through this time into this space of discomfort. Yes. And growth. Mm -hmm. We had talked right before we started the recording of the podcast, Sarah, about how muscle building helps us be ready for some of those obstacles that we face as well. And I know your family does Taekwondo and I I think that you teach it, correct? Karate, but yeah. Karate. There we go. (laughs) Uh, Tell us a little bit about why building your leadership muscles or building out your muscles can help you be ready when those obstacles or when those challenges face you. Can you tell us a little bit from your karate days? I can tell you just from personal experience, I, before 2020, I had started karate with my kids and I was receiving leadership training just through our school, um, through our karate school. And I was part of some, you know, growth seminars and, and group things offered through there. And then receiving this really, really foundational, like communication and leadership mentoring. And if I hadn't had that muscle already being flexed and being challenged, 
of communication, of relationship, of how to lead, how to teach. I don't know what my 2020 would have been like. I may not have come through it with much of myself left. But mm-hmm. instead, because I had that foundation, I had built that muscle, I had been building that personal growth muscle, leadership, whatever it is. Through 2020, I was able to really see the opportunities in front of me instead of really fixating on the dark shadows that were coming to light. So that, that is just a, it's a stark example of just how that muscle and how the practice showed up in the performance, right? Like I didn't realize I was training for 2020, but then 2020 came and I was able to show up in a way that I wouldn't have expected of myself for, from even maybe five or 10 years ago. So this relates to the very first time you do anything, regardless of what it is, but the very first time you do anything, it's hard because it's the first time and you don't know how to do it. Compare that, especially our listeners that are tuning into the conversation. I want you to imagine, say the first time you did, you, you made your favorite dish. It might've been challenging. Like if you like to cook or say the first time, if you're in karate or Taekwondo, your, your favorite, but more challenging kick or your favorite, but more challenging form. But the first time you do something, it's always a little bit harder. Compare that to the hundredth time you did that thing. Now you could master that in your sleep. It's so easy to just do it. The first time I sent out emails about our Defining Leaders event, it took me like a week to even consider who am I sending this to? What am I sending? Do I have the right links? And I think I got five things wrong, right? But now in five minutes, I can write the email, but I've sent them a hundred times. So how often do we fail to recognize the fact that we need to do something on a consistent basis so that we're ready when that challenge comes? Like today when my computer wouldn't work and I needed to get the links out to this group in two minutes while I'm letting people in the call, right? I have the capability to do that now, even when I'm under stress, because it's something that I regularly do. But if this is the first time I'm doing it, that would be impossible. So the same thing in these leadership principles, Rich. Well, well, I think it's good to have a good support base, um, you know, because easily you could give up after that first time when a dish doesn't work and says, oh, that's terrible, you know, or something like that, instead of being more uh, reassuring and say, hey, this isn't so bad. You know, what if what if we added something to it or something, you know, so. Having that person coaching or having a coach of some sort to uh, help you along because it's so easy to give up at times because it's so overwhelming. And as we talked about a couple of weeks ago too, excellence is about doing ordinary things extraordinarily well. It doesn't mean doing a thousand different things. In fact, often it means doing 10 things well and then finding that mastery, right? So you might not have a hundred dishes that you cook you might have one dish that you cook so well that everyone always requests it. And that's okay. You might have one kick, like in the karate kid, what does he teach? Right? Wax on, wax off, wax on, wax off. That's the one move that he learns for weeks and weeks, but that's why he wins. So a lot of times it's just about that mastery and the building of the muscles so that you can overcome whatever comes at you. Any other insights in closing for today, Rich? No, I just, you know, like I said, uh, I just think that you just need to take a step back 
look at the big picture of things and, uh, you know, take those blinders off because it's just not the same world two years ago or a year ago or, you know, or whatever. So you just got to be open-minded and be accepting to change. We talked about stress reaction when I was working with my coach earlier this week and the biggest combat or combat we can have to stress reaction because all of us have a stress reaction and it's not pretty usually is taking a breath and taking that moment to recognize that you're in a stress reaction. And if you can do that, if you can master that, your reaction will always be 10 times better than if you don't take that moment, right? Sarah, anything in closing? What I'm just sitting with in closing is, we didn't say it explicitly, but how courage shows up with this. What Rich is saying about setting aside the ego and being willing to be open-minded and being willing to be wrong, that takes a lot of courage takes a lot of courage to step out on the mat for the first time. It takes a lot of courage to enter into parenthood or whatever, enter into a leadership role or try a new way of leading when maybe your team has never done it before. It takes a lot of courage to show up messy and do the thing for the first time. And yeah. if you have the courage to do it for the first time and you keep building the courage muscle to have the courage to show up to the second time and the fourth time and the 80th time and the thousandth time it's, it's all that, that courage comes into play. And I, I'm thinking about some of my little ninjas. We teach courage by having them go and talk to parents that aren't theirs. And it's, you can just see the fear in them and the more they do it, the better they get at it. And again, and how comfortable just, are they when they get older then, right? right? It's just so beautiful to watch yep. that growth. The students that come muscles. out of that program are amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Great conversation. I really appreciate your time and looking forward to seeing you next week. Thanks, Kristen. Good, have a great day. Thank you for joining us for Defining Leaders, where together is better. Become a part of our community where you can find out more about defining yourself as a leader. The link to join is in the show notes.